when you are looking in the hiring process, when you're looking for candidates that you want to be on your team, what sort of hard and soft skills are you looking for for that ideal candidate? That is such a good question. And I'll be honest, I'm not, I don't think I've quite figured out exactly what I need. I know I need someone who buys into the brand and its mission, first and foremost. Um, I've worked with people who are really good at maybe a skill like writing or like social media content, you know, like scheduling and putting content together and putting it out there. But if they haven't bought into the brand, it really lacks a ton of enthusiasm and it puts a lot more work on my plate, which therefore there's no reason to hire in the first place that there's nothing really being delegated. So I would say first and foremost, someone who like lives and breathes your brand and it's okay if they don't, they're not a good fit for you. You can, you can find someone who can. Um, I would not make the decision on hiring someone out of scarcity or I need someone so bad, like she or he will just have to do for now. Um, building a team with that kind of thought process, even for yourself, also for the individual is very toxic. Ultimately, it's not going to end well. So kind of correcting something with a, you know, a short-term thing, there will, will be a long-term loss, you know, to making sure that there will be more destruction in the long-term, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And if you just took your time up front and really found the right person for that role. Um, I know I have people when I bring someone on, I have them. Um, I have a course called copy cure. One of the big um, from Marie Forleo. One of the things that um, I tend to really need help with is we do a lot of writing. We've done a lot of writing in the past, whether it's content for a social, which is always a constant ongoing to content and copy for websites and brochures in the past, not presently, but like there was just always so much to write. And I can only do so much writing. So I would hire people to come on and help with that. So copy cure, they'd have to read a couple of books in order to even be considered into um, Atomic Habits as one of those books. I have read many more since then that I would also require. Essentialism is another one I just finished yesterday, to, literally, uh, that I would re require a read. Um, just to make sure, again, like it basically spells out expectations and then there would be kind of a an onboarding period of like a, a period of time 30 60 days where you just work together some of them I would throw a project to just to see how we work together on the project and if that went well i'd have her come on and do more consistent work but never just went all in really had some a testing period i've had some interns that have turned into people who have worked on the team um, i've been, had interns that have not turned into people working on the team so um just kind of working um from that, those angles Wow, that's cool that you like want to see their hands-on experience rather than just looking at their resume or doing a quick mm -hmm. interview or whatever it might be. Yep. Um, so what client are you most proud of and why? Or what has been one of your favorite projects? Has it touched you in some way? Yeah, no, this was a hard one. I like stirred on this one, even just this morning that just this morning. And I have to say, it's real. And this is the most basic answer you're ever going to probably get is it's I'm proud of all of them. And the reason is, is because our, our process is so integrated into understanding their whys, their needs, their, their business, like we literally like I embodied them, which was and sometimes un, almost to an unhealthy standpoint, because I literally would want their business to succeed. It felt like more than they did. It was like I lived, breathed and drank everything I looked and saw like driving down the street and I'm like, yes, that's a uh, I like the tagline. All right, we're out to the like brainstorm list. Mm -hmm. um, 
And so, you know, we did the best with what we knew at the time. Pulse has been closed now for a few years. And I think even if it was open now, I could be so much more effective for my clients and all the things I've learned, you know, in the last handful, you know, a couple, two, three years now since closing it. But I also have to give myself grace. We gave it a thousand percent per client. And I really do think and feel that if you were to talk to someone who we worked with, they would say, yes, we felt that. That's what we got from them. Um, again, today I could do a way thousand better percent for them, but what we knew at that time, and I'm proud of, so I'm proud of all of it. I'm proud of what we put out and I'm proud of our, you know, our business survived for five years, basically off of referrals. So it is a testament to how, you know, our, our service really was, was good for a while. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's the best way to learn too. I mean, you're you're not going to know how to handle situations in the future if you don't, not that you failed, but had those hard times in the past, you know? So, um, so kind of opposite of that, how would you and your team handle a crisis or can you give us an example of a crisis and how you've solved that? Yeah. I think the one that comes to mind is we were working with a healthcare company um, and on a website and this cost back in 2017, I mean, they dig deep here. Um, and they had, they're basically our, our website project. And we were like migrating data over for lack of a, all the technical terms. And we had communicated that the data migration was going to end here or our start was here, our end was here. And then their company was going to shut it off. So it was just seamlessly brought over all the, all the good things. Well, there was a miscommunication somehow with everyone. And what happened is they shut the mic, they shut off the stuff. Anyway, long story short, they were out of their email, like their whole system was shut down for client care in the middle of the day. And their boss was out of town, like the owner of the medical practice was out of town. And so it was like all hands on deck between my team, their team, my like my girls who were like physically in my office, my web team who was out of Minnesota there got like it was an afternoon of complete stress something about phone calls um for a half a minute it got to who who's to blame which it wasn't us ps but it was us who got the heat um which is fine that happens more often than you know and you know what you do you take it and you gracefully handle it and you don't sit there and blame that it was the other company and you don't get mad or angry you just tell them i will take care of you yeah like sidebar so that's what we did that's what we did, but it took unfortunately a few days to tackle all of the stuff because when the migration was not done, all the things. So we ended up having to set them up with temporary things. We handled it. It was clunky for a few days for them, but um, and we ate it. We ate the entire cost of that. When I say we, I mean myself. <laughs> Our web team billed us. I didn't build the client. We just took it. We just took it on and we took care of it. And I think too that it's it's important to understand that when those things come along, because they will, and this one was probably one of the bigger ones that's ever happened to us. Honestly, we very rarely had craziness like this take place. So when it did, we were like, oh crap, what do we do? And again, I just told the girls, you take care of the client. I don't care what it costs. I literally told them I don't care what it costs. Came out of my mouth. I don't care what, if they have to work a clock for one day, take care of it. Our relationship is more important, right? Yep. Oh, for sure. And, and the thing is, is like, it happened like on you know, a Tuesday when I already had, you know, six things on my calendar. So this throws in, so I really had to lean on, I had two gals at the time working in the office 
and my web team to just handle it. And I did it with full 100% trust that they were going to do it the right way. After I, of course, said, just do whatever it means to take care of that, whatever it is to take care of the client, do it. I don't even care. The answer is yes, do it. So they did. That's how you handle the crisis. So kind of switching gears um, for anyone young watching this or anyone in their early career stages, what is something that you would encourage to do? Or what is something how you can help build your own personal, um, your, your own personal self, I guess, within those early stages? Yeah. The first thing I have here is to network, get out and network, whether that be in a physical space, like a chamber of commerce or a young professionals group, or whatever your community has to offer you go and sign up, pay the dues and show up like it's so, so important. I would make a goal when I was first new here, like I said, everyone is building, everyone is building their relationship, who they did marketing with around like I known her for 20 years, I've known him for how long, and I was like well crap okay so i've been here for a month. And I have a job where I make money like commission dollars based on how much I sell cool um so I better go meet people and so I made a goal for myself that I would go into these chamber events alone which I know is so scary it's so scary but I promise you just 20 seconds of courage girl just 20 seconds so get in there walk in the door like you freaking own the place first of all show that you have confidence even when you don't if that's called courage however and, and that's how you get confidence and make a goal. And my goal was to collect 10 business cards. So basically you're saying, I'm gonna have 10 conversations with people who I can get a card from and follow up with. Now, obviously if you have, if you, if you have a conversation with someone who really isn't your ideal client, you switch cards, the follow-up might just be something like, hey, nice to meet you. But if it's someone who can actually do a business transaction with at some point and you wanna get to know better and you wanna get to start building and nurturing that relationship, your follow-up that is that very next day I'm saying, hey, great to meet you, invite them to a lunch or coffee, whatever it is that you can do, whatever makes sense in your situation. But don't like, don't drop that ball. Because my promise to you is that if you have a good conversation and it's worth, you know, a little bit of like, there's a, something to gain, something in it for them too, they'll say yes to that lunch. And now you have another opportunity to let them know about who you are, what you do, what you stand for. And people do business with people that they like. So at the end of the day, I got to earn some of those people's business only because I followed up, only because I showed up, only because I showed them who I really was because I wasn't willing to flex that PS. That's another note too. Don't change who you are for others. Like be yourself. All right, so that's the first one. Second one is clarity. If you have a business and you're starting out and this is not something you have to know right away because I don't think anyone really, really does right out of the gate, but know like who you are, like like pro what problem you solve as a business, who you solve that problem for, like know your audience, who, like who's your ideal customer and also how do you uniquely solve it? Like what kind of your um, point earlier, Kate, like what is your, like unique, like what makes you different than all your other the people selling business coaching and marketing, all those things for me. It's like, well, there I I have, I have a course now. I have a system that I have developed. I have a system that has served and helped well, possibly hundreds of businesses. I've trained it on it for over a decade now. So it's it's getting that um that clear. And sometimes that clarity doesn't come until you take action. So networking and kind of working through that, taking some action, even small action. And then hopefully that will help you to find the clarity and, and answer those three questions. 
I know you said networking in person is very important. And I feel like for me, it is terrifying. <laughs> like I want to walk in the office and tell them who I am, or I want to walk into this conference and meet people. Like it's terrifying, especially when you're just like, Oh God, who are like, it's terrifying. Do you think that it is beneficial to reach out on social media or like LinkedIn to introduce yourself or your business? Do you think that that's beneficial or do you think that it's better to get that face to face? You know, I think, I think both. So I do a combination of both. Actually, I probably do more now, uh, the LinkedIn social media DMing than I have been in person, uh, part of it, the state of the world, uh, well, previous state of the world. I think we're, we're better now, at least here, but also because I, um, it's efficient, <laughs> you know, too. Um, fun story. I actually, to, to kind of prove your point correct. Yes. I was at a virtual conference to, for a company, a media company in New York. I was listening into at the end of uh, January it was. And there was a speaker that was on and she had done it the year before too. So I, the last year I followed her on social, mainly Instagram and was once again, crazy inspired by her. So I was like, you know, I'm gonna go and just comment and let her know on her Instagram that I really enjoyed her presentation. So I did, and of course she commented back and I fangirled out because, oh my gosh, at least she like commented back to me, little old me, like I am like a nobody compared to her, right? It's like all how we feel, by the way, we are somebodies. So I, um, so that was like on a Thursday. Flash forward to that next Sunday, like a few days later, I'm like, you know what? I bet she had, like, I wonder if she has, um, like if she coaches people, I'm looking for a coach. So I was like, yeah, maybe I should just like check it out. Sure enough, she coaches people. So I literally filled out the form online, submitted it, scheduled a coaching call for like that Monday, like the next day at noon and had the call for one hour with this girl and like totally just fangirl. She coached me for the entire hour for what I would like, I, I was probably talking a hundred miles a minute because I, like, I just want to get it all in. I got one hour, you know, like get it all in. Um, to bring us back to present, hey, we now meet every not and this is a little probably not normal but because of the nature of our relationship and because she liked me and because of the connection we made and this is started on instagram mind you turned into a phone call we now zoom every thursday at one just to support each other in our businesses and how we can help wow it went from an instagram post to a please zoom call it's like we're doing right here to a woman who i have had on a pistol for the last year and loved her coaching. Now we're working together because there's things we can do to help each other. We've realized that we can do that. That is one of three people I've done that with in the last three months. Wow. She's one story wow. of three. So yes, this is a short answer. The power of, I had a Zoom, yeah, I had two Zooms last week with people, one in Texas and one in Southern California who I met on social. So the power of social media connection, I will say the one thing is like to vet them out and make sure that they're the right person because the reason those results took place and have happened and now we're like best friends basically it feels like is because we vetted each other first so just to go in casually start messaging people on social media might not serve you as well or may not get the result you want but if you do vet someone you're like oh my gosh yes i want to partner with her on like and you kind of have a, a almost like a pitch soft pitch or like a reason basically to, to have them spend some time with you to respond to that message um, would be what I would, how I would leverage that piece of it and, and go for it and do not get discouraged if you don't hear back, because seriously, they most likely won't respond back to you. Keep trying find others. It's a numbers game. Always. It doesn't matter what you're doing half the time. It's, it's numbers. So just make sure you're reaching out to the right people. 
The power of connection and being yourself is 1000% like um, the most effective approach Mm -hmm. to any kind of marketing or selling of yourself. Right. Your own branding, being authentic and unique to yourself and showing that, showcasing that. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Lastly, my last question for you, is there any other advice that you would like to give people entering the field? I know you've given a lot, but is there anything else or maybe something you wish you knew that you know now? You know, I wish I knew all the things I know now. Here's the thing I will tell you is continuously feed, um, like, learn, learn, um, watch, model. One of the things that I took the opportunity for during COVID and being shut in, like what I haven't shared is, you know, we launched Lady B. So we closed Pulse Marketing in December of 2019, worked our asses off on Lady B for two months and did a huge launch party and did this like, you guys, it was, I sunk so much money into this and we had the community buzzing and we had a party of like a DJ going and people getting their hair done and just women were all over. It was awesome. That was March 8th. And then we all know what happened next. And no joke, everything quieted. Like the town, like the world just shut down. And I stopped everything for Lady B that we had. The momentum was so good. I mean, it was like this. And it didn't start back up again until September of 2021. Like I literally was off for a year and a half. I took care of my kids uh, who were going through some of their own personal challenges with the COVID stuff. My husband was still working out of the home uh, for their business and he was working long hours. Like everything just halted. And so what I, and I share that because I hope we don't ever have that opportunity again, but I took that opportunity to sink all of that time and energy into self-growth, development, uh, feeding my head, getting out of the phone and feeding my mind with books and podcasts. And let me tell you, it is easy in business to start looking at other people are doing and compare yourself to them. It's easy to start looking at someone who's been doing it for 10 years longer and still be like, why am I not that successful yet? So therefore, um, just remember, read the books. And I would also, one kind of final comment to that is I also ran my first half marathon during the COVID and I recommend not necessarily running a marathon, even though I've run one more and I will run four more this year um, (laughs) in preparation for a full next year. (laughs) But I, um, my point of that isn't to gloat, even though it is something that's really exciting. It's to take care of your body. It's to feed your body, not just your mind, but your body too. Um, my my podcast is about that. It's about you know healthy mind, healthy body, healthy business. So if you're feeding your mind with good stuff, if you're feeding body with good stuff, you're gonna have the energy and the stamina and the the withal to like go at it. Cause there are gonna come those days, those hard days when you're just wanting to say, I'm done. I'm so over this. I went to my attorney in 2019, November, 2019, before just closing it to just, yeah, to shut her down. Like, give me the list of what I gotta do. Like, cause I was just so done. I was just so done, but I wasn't done. <laughs> you know, like I wasn't. So you're gonna have moments like that where you're just like, I am done, but your healthy mind, healthy body will help you get through those hard days too. And it will give you the stamina. You'll have the energy. So I, that's where I will leave you at. Just feed your mind. Um, and if you ever want book recommendations, I just ordered two more yesterday. That'll be here tomorrow. I read a book a week. So wow, really, what kind of books do you like? Do you, do you think that like self-care and like mental health, like books, do you think that those are good to read or what's your book of choice? Yeah. So, so let me, I read Essentialism. Oh, 
Essentialism. So the last two I've read are Essentialism. This one is just about like clearing the clutter, like literally um, uh, mentally, physically, all of it. So just really, so this is about like fierce clarity. This is a good one. This talks about fierce clarity in your business, but also in your team. So if you have, you know, like a, a very clear vision and mission for your business and your team is all on board, it kind of goes to the comment earlier where like they have to buy in, like they have to live, breathe and like sleep wanting women to succeed in business and supporting them and helping them and like we talk about like it is to embody lady b lady b you know like bees pollinate and help things to grow like you must be one to not get stuck in your own head and be mad that your business isn't going as growing as fast as someone else's but you still you go help and support her and we all grow together you know as as a collective um this is on the same lines this is the subtle art of not giving a bleep and this also is similar in line to the content of just like be you dude and girl like do that like just do you and don't worry about what everyone else is it's a very quick read uh he's got another one too out i guess but yeah he's it's just yeah it's a it's an approach of living a good life that is on your own terms not someone else's i think we tend to especially you know when i was thinking my only only option was to go get a job somewhere else after you know choosing not to want to be sold with this company the fact and i'm not mad at myself but the fact that i didn't think of having my own business on my own kind of bothered me kind of you know i was like why did i not think that was an option but i were so like in in this ingrained like work the nine to five for someone else that god forbid we choose to want to build our own business and then we have mom or dad or aunts or brother or someone close to us usually telling us all the reasons it's not going to work out and this basically gives you like all the the knowledge not all but some of the knowledge to say and to to live like no i'm gonna do this mm -hmm. whether you are supporting me or not whether you think i should or not i'm doing it Absolutely. I love it. Well, thank you for the book recommendations. I definitely want to check it out because I'm always looking for a new good read. I know I already asked you, or I already said I would ask you the last question, but I am curious because yes. um, I think it's right across your shirt. It's right in front of me. Why oh. did you go with the name Lady B? What inspired, oh. what inspired it? So the lady was because I'm, I'm supporting women in business and I just wanted to make that like really clear in the name. And then B is um, like I shared earlier, B is pollinate to help people or, you know, plants and things to grow. And it's also the first initial in my name of Becca. Um, and also on March 8th was the, or yeah, was the birthday of my grandmother who couldn't make the opening, but she, it was her birthday. So we did birthday dinner afterwards and she unfortunately did pass away during COVID. So it's, it's a, a kind of a, a sweet, uh, I guess, m uh, memory with her. I, we have a picture of her with the Lady B, t we have t-shirts too, of her wearing a Lady B t-shirt on her birthday. But yeah, I did, it was just a really crystal clear way to express that we are helping women to grow if you kind of put those together i love that oh that is so cool that is so, i know when you said the whole pollination thing i was like is that why she didn't go lady b i think yes so. <laughs> like you ever research bees if you ever have a free minute bees are really fascinating insects so um but yeah so anyway that's why awesome i love it well that kind of concludes our interview today thank you so much for your time back it was awesome to talk to you thank you it was fun 
All right, guys. Again, I am your host, Kate Langren, and this was the business. Oh, gosh. This was the business takeaway. Please do not forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe to our YouTube channel to be all up to date with all of our videos. And go ahead and feel free to reach out and check us out about anything.